Welcome back to Locked On Cowboys, and you're hearing my voice again, so it's just Landon McCool on another day, another podcast without Marcus Mosher. But today, I have brought in uh, an audition for his replacement, and <laughs> Jonah Tulls, our old buddy from NDT Scouting. Uh, first of all, Jonah, how's it going tonight? Hey, man, it's going good. And listen, dude, without Marcus on the podcast, we'll have a lot more optimism, a lot more positivity. <laughs> I'm sure the fans will appreciate not him ripping every move the Cowboys make. Well, I mean, listen, we're, we, we'll, we'll definitely, you know, I'll try to do my best to, to be uh, as uh, bitter and personally upset about every Cowboy move that they make. And so we can kind of balance this out a little bit. But, yeah, I definitely think we'll, we'll uh, hopefully you know, get get a lot more done without so much moping, you know. So, um, so you know, I, as I was telling you before the show, you know, w- without – much happening right now i don't really have an agenda for a show so i thought we were gonna just we would just bounce around and talk about several different topics that are kind of going around and i thought that you know the one of the first things that we would could talk about is you know right now we're recording this on a wednesday this probably will show up on a thursday but as we're speaking right now her alan hearns is in the building with with the dallas cowboys and this cl- clearly seems to be the topic on the forefront of most people's minds because obviously he's he's probably the biggest name free agent that's come through uh that well i mean we weren't really aware of the sammy watkins courting it kind of happened it came and went without us ever ever, even being aware of it but this is the first kind of big name that we've heard that's come through the star and kind of uh you know come in for an interview and and i think you know clearly there's a lot of confusion and, and i'm including myself in this because obviously there isn't any clarity here there's a lot of you know confusion about exactly what this means for the you know everyone that's currently on the roster. I mean, obviously we spent the, an entire kind of off season debating whether or not Des Bryant was going to be part of the team, um, and and whether or not he should be part of the team. You know, in, in 2018, um, and and please provide your take on all of this. But I, I just wanted to kind of get your take on, you know. What do you first of all? What do you see Alan Hearns? Uh, you know, if he were to get signed by this team, where do you see him fitting in? Does that necessarily mean no Des Bryant? Um, and, and if it does mean no Des Bryant, what do you think? Where do you think we go beyond just that too, with, with the wide receiver core? You know, kind of moving forward. Yeah, it's a very interesting question because I think this was something that I was like, wow, it's kind of surprising. You know, the Cowboys are bringing in a wide receiver with some who has some production you know who has ability um you can see what happened with Jacksonville. had a little bit of a down year he got paid and then um started underwhelmed um to me alan hearns is a guy who could play the x or the z i know guys like brian bross out there who you know who has great sources out there in dallas you know he thinks that he's a guy who's going to replace des they bring him in here to me i think he's a guy who could supplement des in the fact that or you can compliment Dez in the fact that he could play the Z opposite of Dez as the X. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, he's he's a guy like very similar to Dez Bryant in the way he plays. Um, similar size, guys are an above the rim kind of player. Um, good on back shoulder throws. Good 50-50 ball guy. Um, not really going to separate before the catch, but I think he does have a little bit more juice to him than than people think he does. Um, I think he still has that ability in there, and I would rather see like a one year contract, or like a one year prove it deal, than a deal that we're going to have to you know tie our long term future to. But to me, I think a guy like Alan Hearns would be a great secondary option for his offense on a one-year deal. I just, I'm just not sure you want to hit your wagon to him and you know, straight up 
cut Dez. I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think this team's going to keep Dez on the team. I, I just don't see, you know, there's always these rumors going out there about how Dez is not going to be on the Cowboys next year. To me, yeah, I just can't see a scenario where Jerry Jones goes to Dez and said, listen, man, we're going to let you go. I, I don't see it. I, I see Dez on the team next year, and I see a guy like Alan Hearns or a draft pick being a secondary option. And then next year we can we can evaluate further. But I think Des Bryant's on the Cowboys for 2018. And Alan Hearns, whether he is on the team or not, I think he's going to be a complimentary role to Des Bryant. And I agree. I, I think that, you know, when I first saw this and I went and I watched him, I you know, pulled up uh, Game Pass and took a look at him. And, and, I you know, I definitely see how people say that he's a comparable wide receiver. But, I you know, I, I definitely could see him as a supplement to several different players because I think, he you know, you see him kind of playing in several different positions. He plays from the slot. Um, he played a ton in the slot last year and, and it looked, looked comfortable there. And I think when you – talk about you know maybe what this offense may be moving towards is maybe kind of more spread concepts having a big guy that can actually play in the slot with the plum could really help your offense and really kind of help open things up and and beyond that too I don't know that he's just necessarily a Des Bryant replacement I think if you're looking for another guy who could be uh, a a tightly aligned uh, receiver who can move the chains and maybe alleviate some of what you have you were you've been leading heavily on with Jason Witten uh, but 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 this is a guy that you can split up split out and not necessarily draw a linebacker or if he you know if he brings a linebacker you know because uh, that's the way they they line up then then you actually send him out and route and, and, and he could beat a linebacker all day so I like I like you know what they could use him in uh, some certain packages inside as a receiver. I agree with you. I think he can play some Z. I I th- I think of him more as a you know as an upgrade to Bryce Butler and Terrence Williams. You know, and, and, I, and I and I think you bump Terrence Williams down and and you use you because of his versatility. You can kind of put him wherever you want. You know. Yeah, that's a very interesting point because when I saw this, I didn't see this as a guy like I, everyone's thinking doom and gloom. Oh, Des Bryant's gone now. My initial thought was, man, we got a replacement for Terrence Williams on the horizon. Uh, now. Exactly. I mean, and, I, I, he's not the perfect Z. Like he's not like you know no. the, the guy that you would you know say that is the prototype. I, I would say Calvin Ridley is much closer to that. Right. But I think that that doesn't mean that this guy can't take some snaps of Z that he can't line up in, in, in the slot. And, and I think that also goes for, you know, when my thinking started thinking about this, and I'm sure it sounds like you were thinking the same thing. Uh, you know, I look at Switzer and think the same thing, you know, like there's no reason that Switzer has to be relegated to just a slot. He can right. do some Z things. He can motion across uh, the offense to, to, you know, do different things. Like, I just feel like, they may not be as limited in their thinking about what this guy can do. And if you watch the tape, like he, he does a lot of different stuff. Yeah. Here, here's my thought process on the whole position thing. Like we've all had the big talks about, well, you know, you shouldn't just relegate a five foot nine corner to the nickel because he's five foot nine. To me, I think it's kind of the same way with Alan Hearns, but it's the opposite way. You're like, well, he's six, three, six, two. So he should probably play X. You know, he's been his big, strong receivers. Man, you put Des Bryant and Alan Hearns on the field at the same time. Those are your two best receivers on the field. You put X and the Z. To me, I, I wouldn't get too caught up in the Z prototype. You know, he, oh, he doesn't fit the Z mold. We need to get out of that mindset and start thinking, all right, how, how can I get my two best outside receivers on the field at the same time and get the slot receiver on? So you get Ryan Switzer in there as well. You get your three best playmakers on the, on the field as your receivers. And the quarterback, same position. So like you got corners. Everyone's like, well, 
who's going to play the nickel now? I mean, you can't play Byron Jones in the nickel because he's 6'1", six, six foot. No, you can put Jordan Lewis, Chio, and Byron Jones all in the field at the same time. He's a base nickel NFL. It doesn't matter who's playing that nickel role as long as he can actually cover. If he can cover, I'm putting him on the field. It's not because he's five foot nine. So I, I'm sick of hearing the prototypes of like, well, Al Hearns has to play X. He can play Z for me. I, he may not fit the Calvin Ridley prototype where he's a great route runner, a great separator, but if you can put Des Bryant Alhorns on the field at the same time, I guarantee you it's an upgrade what they had last year with Terrence Williams. Okay, and, and I, moving on from that, I, I think, you know, just to talk about some of these other guys that have uh, come in here, uh, the Cowboys also had uh, a trio of, of offensive linemen that I, I wanted to discuss um, as well. Um, Cameron Fleming, who uh, obviously has – was a starter for the the Patriots last year at right tackle, um, Adrian Waddle and mm-hmm. uh, Marcus Martin um, all came in. Now it, it seems to me that I, I it feel again I, I feel like everyone saw these visits and uh, are assuming a lot about what <laughs> what 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 these what these uh, what the yep. Cowboys have in mind with these guys, you know, and. Yep. Um, and and I think you know it's it set off everything from you know uh, Lael Collins moving back to guard and all kinds of different other stuff, and and I think you know again I, I've been pointing out the last few days that, you know we everyone needs to remember that there 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 very likely is more than one plan or or you know there's more than one way that they're looking at doing things depending on how things fall. So I, I don't want like everyone to necessarily think that like. Oh, they're looking at tackles, so that means Lyle Collins is definitely moving back to guard. When, when really, what this could be is even Cameron Fleming, who is a starting for starter for the Patriots, he could potentially be a guy that they're bringing in as their swing tackle with uh, the potential to be that kind of six offensive lineman. So he could get a lot of snaps while still serving right. as a backup, you know, primarily. And, and that doesn't necessarily mean that he's coming in to replace Lyle Collins. And and the same thing with someone like Marcus Martin. It's like he could be anything from a, a competitive to for a compete, you know, competing for a starting spot to the new swing interior guy. So right. I, I think that there's a lot of assumption going on that doesn't necessarily need to go on. And I think, you know, that I guess I, you know, what, what was your take when you see those names? What, what are you thinking, you know, are the, the, the ceiling and the floor for the roles of each one of those guys on this, on this offense? Yeah, so whenever we saw the visits start lining up with Fleming, Waddle, and Martin, you know, we have that group chat and we're all saying like, oh, wow, Collins moving back to guard. To me, I had the same initial reaction. Where like, these guys are really just all swing guys to me. I don't really see a true starter with any of these three guys. Um, Fleming obviously started a lot for the Patriots, uh, right tackle, started the whole playoffs, the Super Bowl, and all that jazz. He was okay. I didn't think he was, you know, a good productive player. I thought he was more of a guy who's like a middle-of-the-road kind of starter. Um he, I don't think he's going to get anything more than a one- or two-year deal um, because I think he's going to want to try to prove that – he's still young. He's only 25 years old. He's a guy who's going to try to prove that he can earn more money. So I think he's a guy that can get a one-year, two-year deal, a swing tackle for you, and if he starts – if he balls out, he can get a Jerry, Jerry Parnell-type contract. So I think he's a guy who could be a great swing tackle for us. Um, to me, Ladrian Waddle is a guy you know, who kind of played a swing tackle, backup tackle role for the Patriots. He's more of a guy who you're going to – He's more of a bottom-of-the-barrel kind of player. I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm just saying he's a guy who's not ready to play as right away as a guy like Cam Fleming is. Um, so you're, you might get a little bit better bargain in terms of the contracts. 
And Marcus Martin's the guy that I know a lot of people like. Um, he really he really didn't play much because the Browns have a lot of good offensive guards and good center to have a good interior play. But he was kind of a swing interior guy, like a Joe Looney guy. Um, I think that's the role he'll play for Dallas. I don't think he'll be a starter. I mean, so when you look at his game, I, I think he's a guy who's really powerful, a guy who's better in a phone booth, and you can see that. And I think when you, you see a little bit of problems getting to the second level, Marcus Martin, I think he's a good reclamation project on a one- or two-year deal again. He's going to be really cheap, and I think he's a guy you could put as a swing guard. And when everyone talks about the draft, like, well, Colt Miller got a invitation to the Cowboys' visits. To me, you know, well, if they're moving, this is well, Lyle Collins moving the guard. Well, if they're moving Lyle Collins' guard, why do they bring Will Hernandez in for a visit? Why are they visiting with Isaiah Wynn? I think they're just keeping their options open. I think, you know, it's the best thing, you know, to me, I'm keeping Lyle Collins the right tackle. I think the most people, uh, like most Cowboys fans will agree with that. That Collins, you keep him at right tackle where he played well last season. Um, so I think they're just keeping their options open. And I think it's just good to have patience and not just jump to conclusions that we see a lot of Cowboys fans doing right now. Yeah, and I, I, I agree. I think that the problem is is that we want answers on what the path is, and I think that the Cowboys are playing, are taking this offseason as it is and and seeing the way that the the, the tumblers fall now you know and and I think that you know they're 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 seeing what 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 deals are but they're not pulling the trigger on anything because you know and, and it's just in the same way that everyone right now is mourning Des Bryant's being cut just like they were mourning Des Bryant being cut last week you know yeah. I, until I hear the until I see it or hear it I I don't know why I'm going to believe it you know so I I think that I'm I'm not gonna damn them for things that they haven't done yet. I do want to point out one more thing. Um, you you mentioned youth, and I think that the one thing that I I specifically like about Fleming and Martin is both of them I think are 25 years old. 25, right. 26 years old has got to be like your target age for free agents. And if you notice, they're really not looking at guys older than that unless they are bringing something to the table special you know or or, or shown some ability right. to be special so clearly they still are believing in a youth movement on this team um and and i think you know uh, with 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 the exception for some you know obviously lower uh you know lower cost guys like you know they brought in justin hunter i, I doubt that that guy's gonna be if he was were to get signed would be anything more than a four and like that would be because they could. They decided not to pay Hearns and not to draft a guy, and they just yeah. want another body out there, you know. So, I, I, I think that I think the, the the key thing that to take away at this point is that, you know, clearly they're being very deliberate about the way they're doing some of this stuff, but there's still some names out there, and I think that you know they're still kind of trying to figure out exactly the best way that this could fall. And and just to kind of go back to your point about Colton Miller. I I agree with you. I I think that you know I understand. I'm not a big fan of the reason I think none of us are big fans of Colt Miller is because we none of us are big fans of where we understand that Colt Miller is likely to go because right. you know, he's likely to be drafted way overdrafted and and the the value that you're getting is probably not going to be great in the long run because you're you're probably trying to you know you're going to have to get him in the late first middle of the first maybe. Uh, yep. and, and, uh, you know, most people probably don't have even a second round grade on him if that, so, or at least, you know, draft Twitter. I mean, the NFL obviously feels differently about the guy. Um, but that doesn't mean that he isn't like that. He's the target at 19 or like that. You know, the, they do things like bring these guys in that they want to know more about. I mean, I, I, they obviously tend to choose from the guys that they pick, but they don't always, 
I mean, obviously they're not picking all the guys that they, you know, they, that they bring in. So I, I think, I think you know, they, they could be looking at him as what if we trade back, you know, a little bit and, and we're at 30 and he's there, you know, which like when they brought in, when in 2016, where they brought in Shaq loss and they brought in all these, you know, guys who were like, well, they're not going to take him a four, but if we move back to like 12 or 15 or exactly. something like that, yeah. maybe they have an option. So like people doom and gloom at 19th overall Colton Miller, I, I don't think they would go in that direction. So, like, I think that's more of a guy who, if he fell to fifty, or if we traded back into the thirties, then we'll look at him. Yeah, I agree. I think that you know, I, and I think that we have to keep in mind that we don't know all the information. And when you try to, you know, guess, try to come to one conclusion uh, based on that little information, you know, I think we, there's a certain amount of that you can do, but I, I wouldn't assume that you're correct. You know, I would, I would say, Hey, it could be this and not get all worked up when it's not that, you know? So, and I think that that's, that's what's going on. Because, and I understand again, it's because the Eagles are going have you know, hard and heavy uh, early with, with, with some big splashes, obviously just coming off a Super Bowl win and Cowboys fans are noticeably anxious because we are Still, as we speak, the only uh, uh, team that has not signed another team's free agent so far in this offseason. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for coming on. I, I really do. Uh, I really do appreciate it. And, and if you guys make sure that you are checking out Jonah's stuff um, on NDT and NDT scouting is, is you know, one of the best uh, scouting groups out there. I mean, if, if uh, better than <laughs> better than several NFL teams, that's for sure. I will say that. <laughs> uh, and so, I, you guys should definitely check out their work and check out Jonah on Twitter. At, is it just at Jonah Tulls? Yeah, at Jonah Tulls NFL. So, like, just follow me on Twitter, stuff like that. You know, my NDT scout. I do a lot of. I tweet a lot about the Cowboys and NFL draft. So, like, you know, I even you know, I don't have the Cowboys in my bio. I'm not writing anything Cowboy centric. You know, I follow the Cowboys, and you, you know, you can get some coverage from there for me. Um, but thanks for having me on, man. You know, I'm I'm glad to replace Marcus on this podcast <laughs> to give some optimism and positivity to the people. Um, <laughs> so I'm not ripping every Cowboys decision. So I feel like this is a very positive group, really positive vibe. I mean, you have going on here. I mean, you have Marcus. Marcus is all like, "Well, Des Bryant's cut. <laughs> Lyle Collins he's, moving he's, to guard. <laughs> he's such he's such he's such a, a wet blanket on joy. I know. So uh, <laughs> I, I know that he's gonna I know he's gonna love this when he's editing all this up and yep. about to post yep. it. So uh, all love to Marcus. Uh, get better soon, bud. We'll talk to you soon. Yep. And uh, uh, everyone else, uh, have a wonderful evening, and uh, we'll uh, be back tomorrow. <laughs>